0: controversial subjects with the facts can be tense but we are a sub here to make things make sense
2: today we are talking about ghb if you don't know about this it's a relatively new drug used in party circles particularly popular in the gay community but it is also the date rape drug so trigger warning about today we're going to be talking about you know drug use but also be relating it to sexual abuse and also to why people are choosing to even do this drug in the first place. V fascinating V
0: fascinating it's so fascinating i could not stop reading about i feel like such a prude reading about these things i'm like i literally don't know anything about this i think it's kind of okay (laughs) am i sheltered no 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 i i when you suggested it i was actually like what is that i don't know well (laughs) i recognize the letters like i know the alphabet but well people say like gay
2: like i am generalizing here but in Mm. a lot of the research it's very popular with specifically gay men yeah and so i was just gonna be like a lot of gay men and they call it g just like just Uh, pure on g interesting um but it's really interesting because definitely when we do research about drugs or i do like psychedelics and like mdma and they're like we use them for therapies and there's all these like interesting like shifts in our ways this one is not spoiler (laughs) what
0: why Oh, just for like the suction about your age career. <laughs> so.
2: No, I'm saying this does not have that. This is, this has like no, there's not one part of reading this that makes me interested in doing.
0: Exactly. It. I'm saying that's a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> oh no, but I think
2: like I think it's still interesting for people to know because I think a lot of the time it is kind of like oh, as you read about like yeah. shrooms and stuff, you start to be like, wait, interesting. Yeah, that it's is using new neurons like this one doesn't have any like good stuff right well
0: i don't know is that a spoiler where people like expect us to be like okay g is sick you never know <laughs> if lots of people are using it there's lots of gay people that listen to this podcast they might be curious like what are they good like lots of drugs yeah are studied in a way that is like can they be useful oh let's wow. save it let's save it for okay, that okay, part of okay. the okay. section of the okay. pod greg okay you're jumping ahead <laughs> well actually we don't know what the fuck we're talking about now <laughs> like we have nothing to talk about we are Recording three podcasts this week, right? What? Like we already recorded one. Oh, oh we're yeah. Going away, and now we're recording two. And I'm just like they're all in my birthday follow up week, and I have been a mess. So now you know when you listen to next week's two, I'm still living out my. 34-year-old body disassembling right in front of my very own eyes.
2: Wow, I was like, it's still your birthday week? Didn't know that, but I guess so. Well, interesting you didn't Wait, know that.
0: It's, <laughs> because you should be the one to be pampering me all week.
2: Yeah, shit. Sorry. No, I am I am just walking around like, wow, he's deteriorating. <laughs> he's really, really telling me he's I deteriorating. I had a really rough week. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And,
0: and you keep being like, it's 34. I'm like, yeah, maybe it is. I honestly <laughs> don't know, but hopefully it's not that. I think I'm coming around. I'm finally feeling I feel like the weather's been so annoying and crazy and it's like literally was 16 degrees celsius the other day but the day before that it was like minus 10 yeah and then today it's again cold after being warm and it's snowing so i just don't know if it's like it's like God that does exist because I, I did not get a migraine. And Ernie's vet just said it's allergy season for dogs, so maybe I'm getting weird allergy things.
2: Because we all know you are part dog, anamorph. Yes. <laughs> if you were to anamorph, you'd definitely become like a terrier.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'd be a dog. Everyone says I look like a turtle.
2: <laughs> But you don't have a lethargic, slow energy, do but you? But I need a lot of time to process. Oh, yeah, you and are. That's
0: not a turtle. I
2: don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, is
0: it allergy season for turtles? I should look into that. I, I doubt it. <laughs> um, I also am a ram because I'm an Aries. Do we believe in that? Obviously not, but... Everyone can have a little fun sometimes. Yeah. I'm a scale. Wait, I'm a do metal believe, scale. do you ever like labor. lean into those things? I
2: mean, when I was growing up and we'd always get the newspaper as a gay, I'd throw away like world news sports and go <laughs> right to arts and be like, oh, interesting. And in arts, there would be the horoscope and I'd read it and be like, yeah. I am like feeling good. I am having a great day. But that was like, I was literally 12 and I haven't really ever looked into it since, but I think it would be fun. It's just, it's just, I'm actually just not that interested in it.
0: I feel like there's a, there's a parallel universe of me. Who's like a, full-ass yogi who does, like, all these (laughs) readings and, like, uses those cards. What are they, like, tarot cards? Yeah. I have seen the glimmer in my eye when I engage with those things. Like, I love it. But then there's just the science part of me that's like, but I know it's not real. But, like, I find it. I love the idea of ghosts and aliens and, like, all these kind of supernatural things compel me, even though I'm, like, I don't, like, necessarily believe it's real. But So I found a middle ground now where I feel like it's interesting. It can be fun. It can make you think about things. It's a good question prompter. It makes you evaluate your own life, and that's how I see it now. That's my interest in it. I don't want to like poo poo on it. Uh, <laughs> I hate when you say poo poo. <laughs> I hate it. Well, I'm writing it down as an episode because I think there's it would be interesting to
2: to talk I about we more did. deeply. Did we do an episode? We on never astrology? did one on on side note, but we've done lots of
0: videos on. What ASOM about science. D- when Natalie came on?
2: No, we were talking about dicks. Oh, that was
0: about dicks. It was literally very about similar. Oh, she loves astrology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she loves. Okay, astrology. we should fully do an astrology episode for sure. Yeah, and I, I agree. Like, I think it's I feel like half talk. of our podcast is just talking about other episodes we should do. Well, that's good. <laughs> like, hopefully, well, this one, no, GHB
2: didn't come out of it, but our next one, lip chap, did out of a thing from our head. Oh, true. Okay, shall we do a little? What did you learn this week?
0: Yeah. Oh, what did we learn
2: this week? so i learned about sneezing okay I, everyone was sneezing on the gosh darn subway the other day and like terrifying we're in the <laughs> a pandemic <laughs> yeah we're in toronto though where everything's been lifted you don't have to wear a mask on the ttc you have to wear a mask yeah but people don't like Ew, it's like uh, gross okay well we don't have to, like fully shame but no like, if that's the rule that's the rule okay no he has a rule follower Is that part of a
0: ram totally fine not in other places but if that is the rule of the ttc it's like respect the workers respect everyone else's personal space yes
2: okay but in you're right obviously Wow, anti-mask over no i'm wearing mask i'm just saying it's a confusing time where we're being told in toronto take your masks off you are supposed to wear them on the ttc but i have noticed it has impacted people aren't leaving the house with the same anxiety and people probably just
0: don't even know that I'm sure there are a lot of people who don't realize on the TTC you're supposed to still yeah, wear it. But I also think it's like actually whatever. It's like it's confusing. It's like, oh, take your masks mm-hmm. off in this city,
2: but you have to leave it on for the TTC. Like it is. I'm just like empathizing yep. with like people trying their best and it is confusing. Okay. But people were sneezing a lot and I was kind of like, oh, freaking out. Then I was like, what? why? Like, why is sneezing relating to my fear of COVID? And then I realized it's an act Meant to get rid of pathogens and irritants
0: in your airway. I love how that just struck you. You're well, like, no, it didn't. Why even spark- on earth it- am I disgusted by that person sneeze slapping my face? Well, no, it, it wasn't. It didn't. The answer
2: didn't strike me. I was literally like, "Why is that?" And then I like, I had to research that. <laughs> like, I didn't even think. <laughs> I was like, "That's weird." And so then they've actually figured out recently exactly how your body does it, and essentially, like within your nose, there's sig- there's specific sti- signaling molecules called and B, and those ones like when affected by an irritant or a pathogen will release a specific sensory signal that will go to a neuron that goes to a part of your brain that is a similar region that has to do with exhalation, and then like almost like unconsciously you link it to a f- type of exhalation called a sneeze, and then mm-hmm. you sneeze, and they, they hmm. did they like figured it out by just studying. Mice's brains, giving them capsaicin, like the spicy. spicy, spicy molecule from like chili peppers, making them inhale it and sneeze and like going through their brain and figuring it out. And then they realize it's like your body. I just think it's kind of cool that your body is like, you're just sitting there and mm-hmm. without even thinking about it, a specific irritant or mm-hmm. potentially virus is hitting a part of your nose where a certain signal then goes to a part of your brain that has your with exhalation. And all of a sudden you're like, forcefully exhaling in
0: a weird way to get it out and it's so cool a sneeze really is one of the closest things to an orgasm wait is that is that true i just mean wait what (laughs) like i'm like i'm like looking (laughs) through the study like
2: i don't see that i meant here goes
0: his astrology vibes so if you look at the moon um (laughs) no i mean like anecdotally obviously i'm not like tying them biologically i just mean a sneeze feels (laughs) so good it's kind of like when you pee and you're like, that felt so good too. That's so funny. I'm like, I don't feel good because every time I sneeze now, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. Like everyone
2: here thinks oh, I have COVID. yeah. In
0: public, a sneeze is mortifying. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm, like, an orgasm. Well, I just find, like, when you sneeze, it's such a nice relief. Yeah. Obviously, there's is time. Before if you're, COVID, you right. And if you're really sick with a cold, a sneeze can be hell because you do it so much that it actually starts to hurt. Yeah. But if you just have, like, a singular sneeze that you're, you know, when you're just, like, waiting for it to come out. You're, like, I'm going to sneeze. I can feel it, but yeah. it's not quite there. And you're in the safety of your own home alone. It's real good. Yeah. 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 Okay, and just... Like- feels like I don't know I don't know why sneezing feels so good obviously it's because your body's like well I want you to like this because it's a very intense reaction to something that if it's not pleasurable you're probably not gonna do (laughs)
2: yeah I am like I mean I'm like I'm trying to get there with this orgasm thing I'm like I guess really but yeah no I've never I've always feel like I felt insecure about them so there's always been like this like tension between the release not being like
0: acceptable whereas when I have an orgasm I'm accepting the release Oh, I now with the pandemic do feel kind of rude because I used to, there was a time in my life when I just decided, you know what? Don't hold in a sneeze. It's bad for you. And I would also <laughs> add, <laughs> I literally would add like, if you've ever seen Star Wars, you know that like, um, no, I, I forget his name now, but, um, Boston, no, no, I forget his name. <laughs> I'm really embarrassed. You're but Jar Jar Binks is guy. like, King, and he goes like, you know, that guy, episode one. Yes. Jar Jar Binks is what brother? His like king or whatever like the guy who runs oh yeah and has like the weird yeah i can picture that. so i would always sneeze and go like ah like that and now i'm like that's absolutely disgusting i was probably spreading my spittle everywhere but i I thought it was cute
2: i don't like have any memories of you doing that (laughs) like i'm like that's so many i'm like thank god like i've been just picturing you like being like (laughs) me being like uh what the gosh dang hell but i like to each their own jar jar binks okay
0: i need to figure out his name Oh, Ruger Nass. I didn't know that. Boss Nass. Okay, that's what I was trying to remember. Boss Nass. That seems like an uncreative name. <laughs> um, anyway, should I go into mine? Yeah. Uh, enough about sneezing. But mine is actually about something called, well, scientists have invented this. Blew my mind. It was so cool. And I'm. Un- it's unfortunate I can't show you the video, but I want to make a video about this. They have invented a magnetic turd that could help human <laughs> digestion that's just a funny way of saying it it's basically oh a God. slime mold created by magnetism um, that can like encircle objects it is self-healing it can squeeze through narrow spaces people have been online been comparing it to flubber there's videos of it like navigating a maze so it's basically this slime that they can control like a robot and Hypothetically, like this have not been done yet, but the idea is: can we use something like this to go into the human body and achieve, like in this case, they were saying, can we remove like an accidentally swallowed little battery in like a kid or something like that? That was the oh, it's not, it's not like constipation, like get thy shite out of thy body. It's like, oh no, that kid swallowed a pen cap. I guess, like it's obviously. not theoretical, like the slime mold is real and is movable, but it has not been put in anyone. And I think it's just mm. sort of a prototype to show like this thing can squeeze through small spaces. Maybe instead of sending metal robots into people, we can actually use like this slimy yeah. thing that is not going to risk Um, hurting people right now the magnetic substance is potentially toxic to humans so they're like still working on that part (laughs) given that the battery might also be toxic they're like yeah but the slime mold is still actually toxic um and there are no immediate plans for uh testing it in humans but it's kind of i wish i could show the video on the podcast it's kind of like a mix of a solid and a liquid they say kind of like Corn starch and water like at mm. certain times it can get really hard and surround something but then it can like get kind really of soft. like a turd kind of like a turd depending
2: on your hydration level exactly i Nothing love that a worse. magnetic
0: turd that could save your life yeah that's cool. really cool I'd and love... that's literally i want to make a video called the magnetic turd that can save your life yeah yeah no
2: yeah like i was <laughs> <laughs> like literally just was thinking that like that's such a good way just it. like a
0: piece of poo as the thumbnail
2: but i <laughs> think that like i just you're like i think that won't work (laughs) no i think it will i love science and i just love like the phd students who are like sitting down over a beer and like someone's like what's your research and they're like oh my god they're just so passionate like well you know we're not there yet due to toxicity levels but in the future there is a way we could have a magnetic turd that could push out a battery if a kid swallows it and they just like such tunnel vision on their research but everyone's like cheers i'm actually studying like ancient egypt or whatever
0: Those are two very different groups.
2: Yeah, it's when they got all the faculties together to have a beer to try and create a social mingling and correlations between faculties.
0: All <laughs> uh, right, do it. moving on cool. to a break. We'll see you in a bit.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring
2: our prices down.
1: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding even, which I do, even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, <laughs> sleeping too little, sleeping too much, which actually for me is like now, undereating or overeating. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less and grind all the time, hustle harder, hustle culture, hustle culture. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Side note is sponsored by BetterHelp and listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com sidenote side note. That's betterhelp.com slash side note. Every five and a half minutes, someone in the U.S. dies of a drug overdose. Each of these deaths is tragic and preventable. There is an effective approach for protecting the health of people who use drugs and avoiding fatal overdoses. The approach is called harm reduction. Harm reduction includes things like access to sterile syringes to stop the spread of HIV and hepatitis C, access to naloxone to prevent fatal overdoses, and connecting people with the vital services and information that they need. Harm reduction doesn't require anyone to stop using drugs to get help. Instead, it provides judgment-free support for people and meets them wherever they are at that day. Please visit supportharmreduction.org to learn more about harm reduction and share your memory of a loved one who you might have lost to an overdose.
0: Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time.
2: Okay. GHB. Coming at you from two gay men. You might have heard this before with a gay, gay voice. You got any G? Okay.
0: <laughs> what the hell? I think you should give another trigger warning because some people only listen to this part of the Oh. Podcast. So... Those of you True. just tuning in on the video part of this the YouTube, um, you know, we're going to be talking about a drug, which in and of itself can be about addiction, overdose, these kind of things. But also GHB is sometimes known as the date rape drug um, and can be correlated to sexual assault and all these things. And so. we're going to
2: have to talk about it, I think, in some of the research, because that's that's mainly where it's been really highly studied for reasons that have to do
0: with. that. Yes. So just, you know, it will be interesting. It'll be engaging. But for anyone that that's, you know, yeah, uh, triggering for it now you know yeah it is definitely
2: like i don't know doing the research i was like this is intense like this is an intense
0: drug. yeah so what <laughs> i found interesting so full disclosure i'm a little prude and didn't know anything about it but i don't know if that's, that's true like don't say that you're a prude too like it's okay to. i just not feel know like about. i don't know anything about any drugs because i'm so innocent okay well that's not <laughs> no, true it's but... also because i'm absolutely <laughs> terrified of dying in any capacity and so anything that can increase my risk of dying Goodbye. Yeah, except for like alcohol. <laughs> I don't think it
2: necessarily means that you're a prude. I think that this is a popular drug amongst circles. Statistically, that I'm supposed to be in. Yeah, of like, gay men. No, I but included? it's of gay within gay culture. There's also a lot of different types of people, and lots of gay men aren't initiating or understanding or around the drug of GHB. But like, right. a lot of the research has shown that it is men having sex with men who are using this drug as a recreational drug. But it's yeah. also used. In different like rehabilitations of people with narcolepsy, yeah, or that's what I alcoholism. wanted to say. So
0: obviously, on the surface, <laughs> in and of itself, this drug is not. You know, there are probably some people out there, maybe some listening to this podcast that might use JHB for a condition. Yes, yeah. Not yeah. to say that that I, I have heard even with those conditions, there are pretty intense like withdrawals or addictions that can come from it. Um, but it can be used in a sensitive way that is prescribed by a doctor. Yeah, for sure. It, and
2: and it is interesting because even yeah, it's it's used in intense scenarios because it's an intense drug.
0: Well, so, we just kind of explain yeah, yeah what it is the what pharmacology it does. of it all. For because so, I didn't really know before this, and so me even, neither, even from a perspective of like what people feel like, what yeah, what actually happens in your body, what's it doing, all that kind of stuff.
2: So it's gamma
0: hydroxybutyric <laughs> so it's gay. acid. Say that again.
2: <laughs> so it's gamma hydroxybutyric acid, it does start with GA, <laughs> so it's a precursor to GABA, which is. <laughs> Why? every time you say something with a g i thought so it's a precursor to gay if you do it. <laughs> it is. if you're doing it it's a precursor to gay that's for sure if you're doing g it's a precursor to the word gay and gay um it's a precursor to gaba which is a neurotransmitter we talk about a lot on asap science um, so it's kind of funny cause it's like, when I read that, I was like, okay, precursor to GABA I'm moving on. But it's like, people might be like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> but it is a neurotransmitter and, and GABA, which is a neurotransmitter, a literal chemical in your nervous system, in your brain, um, affects is gay, is gay <laughs> but it affects GABA receptors, which are like receptors of neurons in your brain that will do specific things in your body. And GABA you can associate with, like, more inhibitory responses, whereas, like, glutamate is more excitatory responses, but that's also confusing because inhibitory doesn't necessarily mean, like, People,
0: and people often say like alcohol is a depressant, which it is, but it's that fine line of like it doesn't make you depressed, but yes. depressant in the sense that it can be turning things off. And I think to your point, an inhibitor sometimes can be helping something function. Yes, like in your brain, turning something off can sometimes bring you clarity because now you can focus. Yes. In this case, though, it it is a system like a central nervous system depressant. So yes, I think it can make you feel sleepy, slows down your breathing and heart rate. Obviously, the more you take, you risk actually impacting your breathing to a severe level um, and also it's like that that is important it's like you are constantly
2: having inhibitory signals firing in your brain in order to allow your consciousness to function properly if you were just taking in all the sensory stimulus of your surroundings at all times you actually like i mean you, a, you would die it. you wouldn't be able to process anything you would you would <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it because i can't even <laughs> like, literally like die. Yeah. yeah well we'll think about like seizures like there are things that happen like that you can understand are negative in your body when there's over excitation or like mm-hmm. convulsion like yeah. you need to like that's why GABA isn't like bad just because right. it's inhibitory yeah that's but, like a
0: natural part of the human brain and yeah
2: body. exactly which is like a confusing thing in biology when you're learning about it because it's so hard to not think excitation like good exciting turning on inhibition bad mm-hmm. turning off but GABA the actual like chemical neurotransmitter in and of itself is too big to go through the blood brain barrier ghb is a precursor to that so when you're consuming it you're adding essentially like the molecules to make more gaba and ghb does occur naturally in your body but this is a drug where you're just essentially like flooding your body with more of the precursors to create these neurotransmitters and that's
0: how your brain gets like affected by it Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because similar to like marijuana even, it's something that does exist in your body already. Yeah, like cannabinoids. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that it's playing into a system that exists. Like Mm -hmm. some other drugs are introducing things into your body and stimulating you almost in new ways. But so it's not in and of itself bad. It's just like the dose is the poison in a lot of cases. And your body has this GABA, but now it's like in excess Mm -hmm. when you take this drug. But what
2: I found the most ominous about this drug was that I just find alcohol to be like, ugh. <laughs> I just think, like when I do think of like psychedelics and the fact that like new parts of your brain are being turned on and like it can like almost mimic what it feels like to be traveling and like people can have with therapists these really like prolific experiences and overdosing is very, very hard. In Dude, fact, were you just talking about what? Shrooms? Psychedelics. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so like LSD, shrooms. Yeah, like this is I mean, just, so scary because it mimics alcohol. So it is a depressant. It. I just assumed because it was a gay party drug that it was going to be causing excitation. Like I thought glutamate was going to be in the picture more, (laughs) but it's like, it's, it's, it's truly shutting things down in the same way alcohol does to give you a feeling of like, you're no longer as inhibited.
0: Yeah. Like a buzz. I think it makes people feel a little more sociable, uh, slightly dizzy, which a lot of drugs do. It's Mm -hmm. just that feeling of being in a different state of mind. It's interesting to point out that it's like alcohol though. And to realize like, you know, a lot of drugs and alcohol specifically is often considered really bad for you. Yeah. is also can do a lot of these things like drinking too much alcohol can shut down yeah your breathing i know it kind of felt like the way it's sort of pitched in the gay community is like you
2: go to like a circuit party where they play like horrible music that's like oomph, oomph. and i'm like oh well they're on that drug that makes them like it but i thought it'd be more than just like an alcohol similar thing well okay yeah that's fair but, but it- okay so it also does like create an emotional connection which alcohol can do too like when you're inhibition is lowered it can create like these emotional it essentially makes it easier for you to like co- connect with someone emotionally because you're maybe not as like anxious about yourself yeah. you're not as aware of like you know your insecurities or whatever mm-hmm. and then it also can increase your libido and i do think that that's a part of this mm-hmm. for gay men is that it's like it's lowering their inhibition so now they're having more confidence to maybe hit on someone, talk to someone, it's increasing their libido. So it's, it's yeah, mixed you with you probably want to
0: dance and you feel free. It's that kind of idea, I think, a lot of drugs. is just, like, you don't think about the people around you anymore. Yeah. You can just kind of, like, unwind and feel loose and not have those stressful, anxious feelings anymore. I think what kind of freaked me out about this, though, like, which is different than alcohol, is the dosing it's is so scary. little. So to i'm just gonna i had written it down because i want to make sure it's like it's like
2: the the amount you take is one to two grams
0: to quote unquote get high and have fun the overdose was like can start at 3.5 grams yeah that's what okay so it was like the difference between getting high and going under is less than one millimeter of liquid version of it so obviously alcohol is a way different scenario because people are like <laughs> drinking potentially liters of like beer or yeah wine or whatever and it's regulated accidentally yeah. going to like get an extra drop
2: of something and okay so the also big we really are i personally just like from my research i'm getting really into like why i think this drug is like scary because there's also the big issue with a lot of people going to the hospital and having overdoses is because it's so common to be drinking alcohol in a party setting so you're now ingesting two different substances that are depressants in the similar way to your body Mm -hmm. and i think that's why so often people are having overdoses where they're shutting down their bodies too much and that's when people can actually stop breathing which i find so scary because your body is now like essentially you can think about it as like inhibited too much the depressants are too high in thine brain that your body isn't even making you breathe anymore. And that's really scary. And even from a pharmacological perspective in the hospital, it's not as simple as using like Naloxone on other overdoses. It's Mm -hmm. a harder thing to treat once you actually are in a place where there is like, medical help which i also found scary like okay
0: i will say though i mean obviously there's probably people listening to this many people in this world that have done it and i i haven't done it neither of you and so i think we don't have yeah. like any personal experience I'm like dude I'm like, so, I'm like but it is the best <laughs> like you know what I mean? that's true like am like, and i found myself i think it opens an interesting conversation around drugs because yeah. i found a 2006 report commissioned by the uk parliamentary committee and they found that the use of GHB was less dangerous than tobacco and alcohol in physical harm dependence and social harms. That may be because it is used so much less frequently as mm-hmm. well. But it was interesting to realize, like, we allow and we totally yeah. accept alcohol, tobacco, That's even true. cocaine, even marijuana. Like, lots of drugs yeah. now become so socially acceptable that, of course, we're balancing out the alcohol. As no, like you're a right. That's need. interesting. And another 2006 study said uh, there's no evidence to suggest, w- oh, this is about date rape. Sorry, I'm going to wait. Um, actually, no, I'll just say it like there's a lot of l- lore around date rape, and obviously it's used for that and has been, but to a much smaller degree than was once thought. Okay, as okay. And the media Plus, maybe blows it out of proportion. Yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, it said that it's used in less than 2% of cases of rape involved ghb whereas 17 percent involve cocaine
2: yeah okay okay so So, we're talking about it but okay okay, we need to explain we need like that was a little head sorry what what the date rape drug is is under the assumption that the person is also drinking alcohol is Mm. my understanding like like you're giving it to someone usually like okay in the media, you're so right. Like we see it often, it's someone putting something in a mm-hmm. drink. Yeah. And I think it's because it is actually ingested through your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's like you only need small amounts. Like you can liquid you can have liquid doses in milliliters. Yeah. And or I think it's
0: odorless. Odorless. It's, it's very like a salt. Discreet, yeah. That, like it's easy enough to sneak in a drink with someone exactly. not realizing like there's something tastes really weird in my drink now.
2: Exactly. And I think that the th- Thing that can happen too is that those people now don't know yeah. that they have been given this GHB. So you can probably they're probably giving them like lower amounts, but then they're also drinking all night. Yeah, and then they're taking the advantage combo of, them. of it. But it is it. Yeah, I found that I have read that study too. I thought that was interesting. Like we've been it doesn't told have to that be...
0: narrative told which that is that is it like cuz hate rate but drug.
2: then it's like thinking of like comparing this drug to okay like tobacco like we know that all it does is kill you and it's so addictive mm-hmm. alcohol is so addictive and it's so culturally accepted that it's so dangerous cocaine is awful like it's a highly addictive drug so i think it is interesting to know that cocaine is more involved in these sexual abuse cases than ghb mm-hmm. As and, and then because I'm like, I do think it is like the media feeling like that GHB is a simple story and a more ominous story. Yeah, whereas, I think like, ominous cocaine is, the way- is, you know, it's a more complex drug that is like more socially accepted and scary and you can't just have like a plot line built out of it.
0: Maybe. Yeah, it's less. It'd be also way harder to like accidentally do cocaine without knowing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and so I think the story around UHB. I mean like what is potentially interesting is that it's much harder to know if that happened to you. Um, in that they, like, I think a lot of criminal cases they've tried, like, in urine testing and stuff, like, it gets out of your system really fast. But they can get it in hair,
2: apparently. Oh, yeah, I read that as well. They can tell that GHB has been used in someone through their hair, but not through their urine, but I think urine is just a really common way A simple way, too, to test
0: and be like, if someone were to go to the authorities and say, I think this happened to me, obviously urine, for a long time, that's probably how they sampled them. Like, well, we can't know for sure that you were drugged last night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that makes it Difficult to know for sure too. Like in the case of a rape or an assault, it's maybe easier to identify if someone had taken cocaine. Yeah. In that case. Versus like I, I don't know. Um But also it's like
2: they're it's just like oh, it's just so it's so intense. Like in all these situations, like these drugs are like really intense and heighten things. And obviously the cocaine one is interesting because it isn't as easy to trick someone whereas GHB is like that is, that is like definitely giving
0: it to someone. Yeah. And I think you're right that in pop culture and sorry, um, it's often mixed with drinking because then you're double downing on these same depressants, but I think it can still happen with just GHB. So that's why it's important for people Mm, to know Unrelated to assault, if you're taking it yourself, like you can hit a point of not remembering your night, you know, like oh, of yeah, hitting yeah. the point where you are, your body is so depressed that you are so intoxicated that you can't function anymore, that you, you can't, can't breathe anymore, and, that you, and you get nausea in
2: the similar way to drinking too. Yeah, apparently.
0: so I think that's worth knowing. That of course it can and probably does happen often with someone sneaking it into your alcohol, mm-hmm. but if you're also intentionally taking it on your own, like just know that that border of the amount is important to understand.
2: And I think it is just I keep thinking about this like party setting like this stereotype of like a circuit party of like gay men and being like so much G. It's like I think when I've been reading about a lot of the toxicology and pharmacology of the overdoses is that people are in these party settings and they're mixing like Mm. uppers like MDMA with GHB and your body is now having to deal with this like highly depressant substance, which is GHB and alcohol probably Mm -hmm. mixed with these other drugs that you might think to yourself, these are party drugs, but they're actually affecting your body in such like different ways that it puts such a strain on your body that the overdose can happen through that way as well. Mm -hmm. It can't like you might just not be doing alcohol and GHB, which then obviously would create like drowsiness, agitation, depressed breathing, unconsciousness and death. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, wait, if you're taking other substances that are like uppers while taking these depressants that's another way that they've just found in a lot of people's systems being like your whole central nervous system is so strained that it Mm -hmm. like overwhelmed literally like people can be like convulsing while having their lungs shut off like it's just there can be more than one problem going on yeah yeah because i because i think that like people might not realize what they're taking is like a depressant yeah because they're assuming it's going to maybe be an upper. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping people do their research like, before. but
0: Yeah, because the drug space is so... Maybe I have this because, and I'm sure you grew up this way too, like we were so weird to be terrified of any drug right like so we used to have like programs coming to our school that would show what happens how dangerous drugs are but that included marijuana right and that included like a lot of other drugs that now are much more socially acceptable yeah and don't do that and so yeah i remember like
2: cops would come in yeah the (laughs)
0: pigs would come in and they'd be like
2: this marijuana had like febreze in it (laughs) or like you know what i mean they'd try and like tell you that like the marijuana was like laced laced with febreze And I was kind of like, at the time,
0: like, oh, my God. But then it's like, actually, like, wait, what? Like, So it makes me sometimes question now when I look at drug culture, because obviously I'm like, I don't do a lot of drugs and I have a lot of fear around like taking something. But I've seen myself transition from being so afraid of something like marijuana and now being like. It's nothing. And knowing there are still other cultures. <laughs> it's not nothing. It's, it's not nothing. <laughs> okay. It's worth like having that. But I've gone to that, like obviously the cultural conversation in Canada yeah. and America and in lots of other places is like, it's certainly not as harmful as alcohol it can be really bad for you obviously especially smoking and obviously it's impacting your brain but and I, there are
2: withdrawal symptoms too yeah
0: i'm yeah. not saying that it's not problematic it's just mm. like i've gone from thinking it was the literal devil okay yeah. to being like oh, okay i'll do that every weekend <laughs> i guess i never had the literal <laughs> devil like That's you did I mean, you truly, did like Mitch used to oh truly believed God. it was the literal he devil was, he would cry stop it. <laughs> He literally would cry when I smoked Because Greg was an absolute drug addict when we met.
2: <laughs> okay, well, there's the, the devil. Thing. I'm like, I don't think I was. It was just like, I don't know. He's crying while I'm like smoking a joint with my friends. <laughs> Um
0: But it just makes me sort of question, I don't know, or figuring out that balance. I think now where I'm landing with most drugs, even the things like alcohol that I consume is like, I know objectively this is not good for me, basically in any capacity. <laughs> yeah. And as an adult, yeah. I'm trying to balance the like, how do I get to ha- like let loose and have some fun and do something yeah. that's whatever versus uh, mitigating the dangers of that drug. And I'm sure there are people who do, whether it's GHB or other drugs, quote-unquote hard drugs who maybe feel that same way where they're like i the question is just whether you truly can have a handle on something like that mm-hmm. because of the minor dose differences and the addiction the addiction to it yeah like it's so pretty severe. It, it is
2: sev- I, yeah i didn't realize how like it's severely addictive and also there is severe withdrawal symptoms too and 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 the fact that it affects your brain the similar way to alcohol it's almost like this isn't really fair, but like, it's almost like you're taking a super concentrated way of making yourself feel drunk mm. super, super quickly. Right. So with that comes, like you do, um, have memory loss. Like it affects your brain in pretty intense ways. And I also think it's interesting because it's so new. Like people only really started doing it recreationally in the 1990s. So there's like, yeah, it's like
0: a club drug, right? Yeah.
2: So there's a lot of like parts of it, but you're right. Like, I think honestly with all drugs it's just what I'm hoping and and what I would, put in a lot of faith in people is that they're doing this type of scientific mm. research before they do it but the hard part is is i'm like i have a science degree i'm obsessed with teaching science so when i think about drugs i'm getting this type of detail mm-hmm. and what does scare me is the people who are like oh it does what oh euphoria like cool mm, and right. like but that's like also maybe because i am ignorant to this drug and like mm-hmm. i've never done it yeah but i think it's like you're right like it's always about research and knowledge is like that's a kind of like a metaphor for everything in life like the more you know mm-hmm. the more you'll be able to have like potentially a fine relationship yeah, with like
0: education stroke. over abstinence yeah to, yeah to allow sure. people people are going to do it mm-hmm. so uh, educating people about like how to do it safely or to, or like reasons why they shouldn't but like it's better to teach people i think yeah
2: also just like they were saying it's such an easy like drug to make chemically like it's like very simple Uh, chemistry that is not being made in illicit labs it's actually being it's actually in high school labs (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally it's actually a grade 11 unit three project but it's being made in like homes Mm. mostly like you can actually like make it at home and it's like one thing that just i think across the board is just the stance I have is that we need to legalize all of these drugs Mm -hmm. so we can regulate them. Right. So people know and people can know exactly like it's so frustrating to me as humans. Like sometimes I'm like, I want to eject myself from earth when I think about like the war on drugs or whatever. It's like, it's like that was such a failure, like cocaine, like America, like you have the you're the highest consumers of cocaine in the world and you're pretending that like you're not like if you legalized it you'd be able to fund money to the people properly who are having to make this and illegally dangerously make Mm -hmm. their lives vulnerable drug trade (laughs) exactly and it's just like it's like like you can look to places like portugal where you see that it works it actually decreases you know people's death and overdose because there's increased awareness we're seeing it with marijuana and then
0: there can be like studies and stuff around how to like so many drugs that are deemed you know totally illicit and you can't use like then then researchers can't even study them that's why psychedelics for so long were banned Mm -hmm. and it's like there's there was so little research and now people are like this is kind of the age of psychedelics and mushrooms and we're learning so much about them because they weren't allowed to even have them in labs for so yeah. long which is sad um but yeah like i i think i think
2: you're you're just right like it's like this drug is pretty intense and i think it's caused a lot of like overdoses which like something like marijuana it's like a different conversation because mm-hmm. it like kind of can't in the same way It as and, right Marijuana is like anti-nauseating, whereas this drug, like a big issue with death, is people choking on their own vomit. And like one thing they said is that it's really important if someone is like, whatever the word is, like overdosing, to put them in the recovery position. Like if you know from, like I just don't know side. from being a lifeguard when you like put the arm up, l- lie them on their side uh-huh. with one arm up with their, like, one leg of their knee that is, like, higher off the ground, like,
0: folded. So, essentially, their head is, like, Uh, tilted down. And the leg is what's stopping them from turning back. Yeah,
2: they're essentially leaning forward. And then, therefore, when they vomit, you can, like, scoop it out. And, like, just being, like, it's a depressant. It might be really hard to move the body. Like, Mm. just put the body in the recovery position and get medical seek medical attention because the vomiting and the nausea part of it can be really dangerous. That's the same with someone who's too drunk as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like like those things are worth like knowing if you're out and like in a party setting where a bunch of people are doing this. Cause I think from what I've heard from like friends and anecdotally, like it happens. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people when I was talking about like doing this episode were like I've been somewhere where I've seen someone like, like,
0: be having a moment yeah, from that?
2: Yeah. I, like Truly, I mentioned this to four of my friends, and they all had a story about, hmm. about being in a setting where they think there was a lot of GHB and that happening. And just so, yeah. Like, just knowing, like, the, like, vomiting is a big issue. So, mm-hmm. like, get medical attention and maybe put them in a the recovery position. Because they also said the euphoria can make the people, s- like want like in their head think they're okay Uh, but they actually can't walk
0: they're like struggling yes Uh yeah yeah.
2: like you might be in a better position to understand
0: like what they need than they will because of the like way it makes them feel yeah Yeah. um i was gonna say a little more on addiction to it so like it is very quickly physically addictive and can create dependence i think Mm. like uh, the advice cause I was on like KMH's website talking about it and it was just like avoid using it frequently and don't use it for more than two days in a row is what it said. Whoa. And I don't know if that, obviously that's not gonna like make you like so, so addicted right away. I don't actually know, but mm. that was uh, their advice. Um, and what I found, well, what they said is it disrupts the normal balance of brain circuits and control rewards, memory and cognition, ultimately leading to compulsive drug taking. And mm. when they've done tests of GHB on rats, they will prefer GHB solutions to water. So it is like actually addictive in the sense that, like, even rats are now choosing it over hydrating themselves.
2: Yo, Don't the really. GAY. <laughs> that ain't in that G. And I think the Y rat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the gay rat.
2: Imagine just like a circa party of rats and they're like, hmm, hmm they seem to want to do it the next day. <laughs> There's just, like, pumping beats. So that's as good. Um, and there is
0: really intense withdrawal symptoms, insomnia, anxiety, tremors that usually resolve within 3 to 21 days. So what I intense. found
2: interesting is, like, it's it's rarely used as, an al- like, a drug for someone who's alcoholism. But it's interesting because it's, like, what happens is when you're deciding to not drink alcohol after being an alcoholic, because you've depressed your body for so long... It starts to convulse. There's so much excitation in your brain. You no longer have the normal ability to suppress that. You. That's why people get the shakes. Mm. It's why people can get delirium tremens and they can get like seizures or have like these like really big issues essentially like picture like shaking over excitation so then it's like interesting you give them the ghb which is a depressant hmm. to try and like control like wean them off it yeah th- they're bring them uh, yeah know. decrease the excitation like so neurologically so without alcohol so it's like another way to think of, okay like it's a depressant and the reason it's used for alcoholism is because when you're actually trying to get off alcohol your body is over excited mm. that's Like something that I think a lot of people don't realize is like, you can't, you've messed up your central nervous system so much that you can't stop yourself from shaking, which I, which I I think is valuable to know, like alcohols. Yeah, all crazy, alcohol uh, crazy. Yeah. You know, really yeah. intense addictions. Want in a Negroni? <laughs> okay. Oh, it is Friday. Um, <laughs> like sure. that is exactly humans in a nutshell. <laughs> like like knowing so, so much and then being like, let's have a Negroni. This whole episode being like, and truly, alcohol
0: is probably worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then being well, like, let's uh, go some drinks. Alcohol, alcohol is so bad. It is weirdly my one little last fact is some. Uh, users of GHB include bodybuilders who believe the drug can help reduce fat and build muscle. Oh. Because GHB stimulates human growth hormone. Isn't that weird? I didn't know that. Imagine like working Wait. out and being like, abs- maybe it's like Is micro. That- I, don't I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not part of this community. Like a
2: performance enhancing drug. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Like probably at low, low enough doses that you're not mentally feeling like you're going to fall over. <laughs> but thought that was interesting like almost like a steroid vibe like to grow your muscles that's so like yeah
2: intense like at that point i'm like okay um like, what do you do steroids or THP? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy yeah but yeah no I, I i found it fascinating i think it's more something we have to think about as like gay men i do hear People it like talked about it more often yeah but it's something that you're,
0: i've never known i've never seen
2: anyone in front of me take it but that's the thing it's like how like a discreet you know, drug. Right? it's probably it's such a discreet
0: drug like yeah. it's like so easily i just feel like yeah the there, there's lots of other drugs that are very there's some discreet drugs obviously and then but at parties like there are other drugs that are not so discreet that i'm curious if i will see it in my life. yeah now that the pandemic's over yeah seriously probably. I feel like drugs always get hidden from me because everyone knows like yeah, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> and i was like wait everyone did drugs when <laughs> yeah like, that you're is, at my that house <laughs> is such a weird thing
2: about <laughs> drugs is (laughs) the weird social like I'm of the mind that like you should just be doing them in the open at a party because it's it's like what that that creates some of the barriers and the mm. weird like secrecy that makes it more like an o- ominous thing. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. no, like if you're gonna do a drug, you should do it in the open so people can also understand like where you're at. Like, do you know what I mean? I've always thought it's interesting when people like hide it, but you're right. It's maybe because people are it's worried about around, the judgment. It, yeah. So it's like almost like is there a way that you can create a space to be like this is a safe space? Mm-hmm. Do what you
0: want i'm just like but, so shocked like i know i've been around people when they're like obviously high on coke or whatever and i'm just like but i have actually never seen our friends do it
2: well that is probably like have like you physically. ever said like something to, to them like so i was raised to think of marijuana i'm cocaine just curious I'm like you know curious mind like i'd be curious to watch well cocaine's the drug i was thinking about it's like it's it's like sadly very common in like affluent like queer circles which is so funny because it feels like social justice and then they like do coke but like um it is it is the drug that people do in the bathroom because there's there's shame around it and then but people still want to do it so it's not surprising to me that like it's so funny like we don't see it but then you're right you're just like the person's like clearly i have a pretty
0: visceral fear of like snorting things up nose yeah water like when i'm swimming if i get it out my nose i'm like Oh! so i uh, that maybe i don't want to see it that's why
2: this i thought, like is like also to me more scary because it's like mm-hmm. yeah like there's a huge barrier i think to right. snorting something into your goddamn brain like right. that's Versus so just, intense yeah. like you have to sort of like really make that decision mm-hmm. whereas this is kind of like you could see yourself having a couple drinks and be like oh put that little bit of salt in my drink and mm-hmm. i won't have to like it's freaking me oh oh that is do you know what I mean? Like to me, I'm like, well, that's way easier. No, it to is like- easier, but I just got
0: scared because we just talked about all the bad things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's just like a drop.
2: You know, yeah. like oh, that
0: scares me. I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of everything. <laughs> You're not scared of everything. <laughs> well, most <laughs> things I'm scared of at first. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fair. That's good. That's good. That's why you don't like, you know, walk into traffic or whatever. <laughs>
0: Everyone should be afraid of getting hit by vehicles. (laughs) That's that's true. It does kill like more people than GHB. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Cool. That was our lessons on G H B. Hopefully Make it was sure, educational.
2: Yeah. You subscribe and leave comments on this podcast.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Leave
2: people me. reached out about this one actually. That's where this came from. It was oh, really? from people reaching out being like, You should do a side note about G H oh, B. And hey, then I clicked on so. their profiles and they were muscular gay men. Oh, okay. <laughs> so probably bodybuilders. <laughs> like truly one of them <laughs> I'm was. There Maybe was three you... comments and one of them was like, a if you're listening, like you're a gorgeous man. <laughs> he was like <laughs> unbelievably hot in a bodybuilder. And I think gay, but like hopefully I didn't add him. Well no, I didn't say his name. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you go through our followers, you yeah. might find him. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: stops stop. <laughs> There's a lot to go through. Okay, fair. Whoa, Greg. Okay. There's no, a I just, lot okay of followers. Yeah,
0: you wanna go through six hundred thousand followers? Whoa! <laughs> you go on TikTok a million. You wanna go on YouTube, yeah. ten million, okay? <laughs> We've got the followers to back it up. Okay, and well, on that, and on that. <laughs> we don't No, never mind. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Okay, thanks for listening. Post. We'll talk to you guys next time.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinns is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.